This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. As we really focus on giving you a new tool for interacting with people and encouraging people in your workplace. We're so excited about that. But Martha, we're going to give away a book today. Let's remind people of our listener line. Yeah, so listeners, this is your opportunity to hear the show today, hear the content, um, fall in love with our guests, and then um, call our listener line and request a copy of their book, Co-Parenting Works. So we're very excited about that. Our listener line is 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And remember, you only have a minute, so um, I would love to hear from you. I, sometimes people even call back and leave more information, but just get get me something that I can reach out to you and get the rest of your information to get you a copy of the book, and one person will be able to get that. All right. Now, we haven't done this in a while, but we broadcast all over Tampa Bay, all over the first coast of Jacksonville and St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia, all over Cherokee County, Georgia, and all over the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Here's the deal. If you call in today from Cherokee County, Georgia, or you call in today from the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, there's going to be an extra gift sent from Martha and I. Not only will you win the book, but you will win something extra from us. We'd love to hear from you. Our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. We're just so grateful that you tune in. So you're just trying to make sure that the phone connection works in those yeah, cities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's we, <laughs> we, we're on it. We're on early in the morning in Cherokee County, Georgia, yeah. and we're on late at night in, in Hampton Roads area, Virginia. We want to know that people are actually getting an opportunity to in, to hear us. We hear from our Jacksonville folks all the time. We're so grateful. And they can still call in. Absolutely. More than more definitely. Absolutely. Even. All right. You know, marriage is rough. Taking two individuals who've been raised completely differently and putting them together on a team for life, it's tough. There are many different reasons that marriages end, but that's not the topic for today. That's a topic for another day. The collateral damage from a destroyed marriage is widespread from family and friends to colleagues and neighbors. What does it do to the children? As Martha and I have witnessed over the last 20 years of marriage mentoring and 37 years of walking side by side, is that children of divorce hardly ever recover fully from the destruction of a marriage. Why is that? Mom goes one way, dad goes another. And now all of a sudden, they parent apart and discipline apart, and the child operates from different rules depending on who they're living with for the day. And all this ignores the fact that many divorces, many divorcees will remarry and add a step-parent into the mix. Holy smokes, is this a mess. Why are we talking about this on I Work For Him? So many of the people we live around and work around are struggling with the reality of co-parenting. How do we minister and encourage them as we walk alongside them day by day? Here to help us all learn about, well, and I'm going to add one more thing, not only do we live alongside them and work alongside them? But we go to church alongside them, but the church isn't talking about this either. So we have to, the Four Walls Church isn't. The greater body of Christ right, right here on the radio, we're part of the church. We're talking about it today. Here to help us learn how to do this all effectively and perfectly and get it nailed down <laughs> absolutely on the money are Jay and Tammy Daughtry from Co-Parenting International and the Center for Family, for Modern Family Dynamics. Jay and Tammy, welcome to I Work For Him. Hello, great to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> and we're glad you had this all completely perfected, right? Yeah, yeah. So that you could just share it all. Oh, you know, sure. We're, <laughs> we're super mm. excited you guys have this all figured out. Love that. Oh, right. 
All right, so listen, in order for, we always start the, the, the show up this way. In order for our listeners to get to know you better, tell us how you came to be a follower of Jesus. Jay, you go first. Well, um, for me, it was kind of a, uh, a long life thing. Uh, my mom and dad split when I was really young. Uh, kind of left me and my two brothers with my father, which is unusual uh, back in the early and mid-60s to have a single dad with three kids and have him full custody. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he was a young man uh, with lots of issues and things to deal with. And so uh, one of the blessings of our life was our grandmother, who uh, we spent most of our Saturday nights with Grandma and uh, Sundays with her at uh, the First Wesleyan Church there in Rockford, Illinois. And so along the way, um, God poured some seeds deep into my soul that started to blossom and grow. And as most uh, most young men and women do, uh, when we became teenagers, I kind of drifted away from that and sort of let those things go and got busy just growing up and doing things. But uh, then uh, along the way, found my way back to the Lord uh, when I was about 17 and moved on from there into life and ministry. But it was a pretty powerful thing because I'd gotten wrapped up a bit in uh, getting drunk and high with my friends on the weekends, um, doing those things that you do when you're 16, 17 years old and no one's paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I I went to bed bright and early in the morning with quite a, quite a bit of a buzz going and um, for some unknown reason woke up probably a couple hours later feeling completely, completely sober. And the sun was shining, and and it had to have been the Holy Spirit, but all of a sudden I got this idea, hey, I should go to church, because I had been kind of dating this young lady whose father was the pastor of the local Nazarene church in town. Mm-hmm. So I got up and I went, and and, uh, and I, I walked in those doors, and God just grabbed a hold of me again and said, hey, remember? Remember me? And mm-hmm. I did. And it was a powerful, beautiful day that brought me back into fellowship with the Lord. And I've been walking with him ever since, off into college, uh, religion and philosophy degree, and 20-plus years as a full-time pastor, and then switching gears and getting my master's uh, in marriage and family therapy, and now broadening and clarifying that ministry every day as he continues to work in my life. Mm. That's that is amazing, you know, and it and just such an encouragement for our listeners to hear that, you know, just you never know what their circumstances are going to be that wakes somebody up to the relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ and to to not give up when they're watching their friends around them that might be in a place similar to yours. So, Tammy, tell us about you real quick. What is what is your journey that led you to become a follower of Jesus? Well, you know, it's interesting. I grew up um, <clears throat> as a child of divorce, and my uh, dad was a really faithful Catholic. And so when I saw him every other weekend, I was in Mass with him, and and my grandparents on that side were very Catholic, and, and I've always had a, a deep respect for the Catholic Church. I still do, and I, I enjoy going to Mass uh, because I've, you know, seen the commonality that Protestant Christianity and Catholics share in the same Jesus. Now, there's certainly a lot of differences as well, but mm-hmm. as a little girl, I, I had this, this Snoopy journal where I, I wrote about how uh, Daddy tells me that, um, you know, that, that being Catholic is how I know you, God. But then my mom, when I was a little girl, was really mad at God, and um, she came from a, 
a pretty broken uh, experience with God, and so she gave me a different message, and it was very much that, um, you know, that, that Christians were crazy. I won't say the denomination she grew up in, but that the denomination she grew up in, that they were brainwashed and not to listen to anything they said. And so as a child in a broken home, um, I also had a very broken, confused version of who God was. And so every other weekend, when I saw my father, I was in church and, and, and being taught about the Ten Commandments and about, I had my first communion, um, and I had a very sacred understanding of who Jesus was. And then the other days of the week, I was told a very different version of, of who God was. So fast forward, I'm in a Girl Scout camp in the mountains of Colorado, and this wonderful uh, camp counselor told me that the Bible was her favorite book. And I, I was just asking our camp counselors one day, you know, what are your favorite books? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that was a really odd answer. And what I found out years later is that as a uh, camp counselor, they were not allowed to share their religious beliefs with their campers. Um, but this young woman was only probably 22 years old, but she had traveled from Oregon to come be a camp counselor at a Girl Scout camp back in 1984. I'm going to cry saying this, but she told mm-hmm. me later that she knew the reason God called her to come to Colorado from Oregon that summer was to share that one conversation with me, and that probably three-minute talk about the Bible being her favorite book was really the catalyst for me uh, giving my life to Christ. So there's a longer answer to that, but I'll tell you, that was the moment that God got my attention. And so I've been walking with Christ um, wholeheartedly since the age of 15. Hey, today mm-hmm. we're taking a twist and a turn on our conversation We're not talking about work. We're talking about co-parenting. You know, because marriage is rough when you take two individuals who've been raised completely differently and putting them together on a team for life, it's tough. And when divorce gets thrown in and now kids are being raised by two parents no longer living together, this co-parenting thing isn't always a co-parenting thing. It's a, I'm going to parent my way, you parent your way. And it creates division and confusion. And so today we're talking with Tammy and Jay Daughtry. They've got the Ministry of Co-Parenting International and the Center for Modern Family Dynamics, which that sounds really fantastic. You can check them out online, coparentinginternational.com and modernfamilydynamics.com. Tammy and Jay Daughtry, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Great to be with you. Okay, so I want to hear, you know, your marriage story. How did you, first of all, Tammy, tell us, how did you end up being a single parent? Well, I was, um, I grew up in a complicated family where I had experienced divorce with my own parents and then remarriage and re-divorce a few times, unfortunately. So plan A for me as a young adult is I'm getting married once, and it will be lifelong, and it's going to be fascinating and fun, and I'll have a white picket fence and 90,000 grandchildren and never get divorced. And so I was relentlessly committed to marriage and uh, the lifelong commitment of it. However, having grown up in such a complex childhood, I didn't have very good tools, I guess I would say. And so um, the short story is that um, I was, Married eight and a half years, and we were in over just over five years of marriage counseling. And um, we have a daughter, and when she was one, we came to a fork in the road um, that became where we were becoming co-parents. And when she was two, our divorce was final. 
And so actually, um, at that time, I worked in a whole other industry as a, a national event producer in the music industry and working with book companies. And, and I basically started shaking the tree, like, where are the resources on healthy co-parenting? Because I had seen in my childhood how not to do it. And I was desperate for hope and desperate to work well with her father, though I never, ever, ever saw that I was going to become a divorced parent when I was facing that that uh, huge obstacle in my own life, I knew I, I needed a roadmap and I needed mm. to know how to do this. And right. and so I was asking people, you know, hoping that I could find um, very comprehensive resources on co-parenting. And unfortunately, at that time, back in 2000, there was almost nothing available. And so that was my fork in the road of, of trying to figure out how do we do this and how do we help moms and dads who are hurting and, and help help them do a good job, mm-hmm. even though they're going to be in two homes, so that they don't destroy their children's life. So before we talk about the intersection of you and your now husband, Jay, Jay, for you, do you have a single parent story, or did you, do you intersect because of the co-parent side? Well, I intersect. Uh, I, I did have a, a single parent story. That's part of my story, too, mm-hmm. a different story. Um, you know, quite often we think about, uh, you know, blended families and folks coming uh, in as single parents, and often we think, you know, well, they got there through some sort of a divorce, uh, which quite often is, is the case. But in my case, uh, it was through death. Mm-hmm. Um, that young lady whom uh, I was dating when I was in high school, uh, she was the pastor's daughter, and I went on to marry the pastor's daughter. Mm-hmm. And we went off, uh, she was a year older than I was, she went off to college, uh, I followed her there, we went off to do life and ministry together. Uh, and started out that life in, in 1985 after we got married, and, and I graduated in, in uh, 86. And so uh, we went off to do life and ministry together, and as we did that, we, we of course, uh, expanded our family and uh, had three kids, Amanda and Jenna and Jaron. And then um, as we were pastoring in upstate New York, um, Almost 14 years ago, it was, it was March of 2006, uh, she left the house on a Sunday afternoon to go pick up uh, one of our kids from a softball practice, and uh, she never came back home. She ended up in an accident, and on that very fateful and painful day, uh, we lost her. Mm-hmm. And so I came into the single-parent journey uh, through the loss of my mother's children mm-hmm. and my spouse. And so, yeah, as a single father for three and a half years, uh, I walked a, I walked a pretty chaotic journey. And I think for men in particular, we have a tendency to isolate more. That was one of the most difficult things uh, that that I had to work through is figuring out how to ask for help. Um, because when you're a single father, you've got three kids, and you're just trying to survive. Right. You're drowning. It, uh, it's yeah. easy to say, hey, you know, uh, I can do this, you know, i got to do this, and you don't reach out, and you don't ask for help. Uh, but thankfully, um, as we moved to Central Tennessee, we were a part of a wonderful church with good people around us, a uh, youth pastor who recognized some of our needs, and and uh, they just kind of, you know, pulled us along and offered the help that they knew I needed that I didn't know how to ask for. And uh, so that was that was my journey into single parenting, okay. and I walked that journey for about three and a half years. 
Okay, before, before we, Andy. before we, uh, no, 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 let's, now come on, people, we have to, this is radio, we're gonna, gotta lead people on a little bit. Hey, we're talking with Jay <laughs> and Tammy Daughtry, they've written this book, Co-Parenting Works, so you get the hint that eventually they end up together. They got the same last name now, but Tammy, <laughs> Tammy, just give us a little bit of this. How did your divorce impact your work? Oh, wow, what a question. Um. Well, at that point, I was an entrepreneur. I was an event producer. I had my own company, which honestly, I loved my work so much. I'm thankful to say uh, it kept my heart alive because I was so good at it, and it was something I was passionate about. But it, I almost also emotionally, you know, it's like it's like trying to survive in the deep end emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the season of of knowing where we were going. Um, I know I was probably, you know, I was a multitasker, I still am, and I'm sure lots of things dropped and lots of people uh, who saw me work at a certain level of excellence probably wondered if I was going to be okay because there's, you know, certainly a, a time frame that you just lose your every sense of normal because everything you've known to be true um, you know, what, we, we were not in a situation where there was an affair or anything like that. Um, and, you know, many divorces happen because of, of tragedies like that that become mm-hmm. a huge public um, embarrassment. Um, you know, so whatever reason a person faces divorce, I mean, you're, you're, what has been normal becomes completely unnormal. And you're just trying, you're surviving sometimes minute by minute, wondering if your children are going to be okay, wondering if you're going to be okay. Right. And... Um, so it was, it was a complete, um, devastation. So my work definitely was impacted in a difficult way. Now, you know, again, as an entrepreneur, uh, I was thankful for the work I had ahead of me to know that I, I could continue to provide for my daughter and I, um, so let's, I know, you know, go ahead. No, let's, that's okay. We're coming close to a break. So Jay, tell us how then you guys' lives intersected and met. <laughs> tell well, tell it, the it, truth now. Tell the uh, truth. Yeah, you put well, little twists in there. We don't, we don't have to say much about the stalking incidents, oh, but we'll, the basics um, are... <laughs> yes, well, it just so happened that at our church, there was somebody uh, who was a professor there at the university where Tammy was getting her MFT, that professor attended our church and had started a single parent luncheon once a month. And so Tammy, having to be uh, uh, doing some practicum work at the end of her MFT process, uh, this professor said, Tammy, you should come and meet some of these, what she thought was single moms, because that's where Tammy's head was. So she was thinking, oh, I'll go to the single moms lunch and I'll meet some of the parents that I can work mm-hmm. with during my internship. Well, when she got to that single parents luncheon, it wasn't just single moms, but there was a single dad there, and I was the only single dad brave enough to show up. But I figured, <laughs> hey, it's a Sunday afternoon, and I don't have to go home and cook and then right. clean up all the mess for the four of us. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stay and eat this good food and hang out with some other single parents and let our kids play and talk about some of the struggle that we each experience. So you're one guy in a room full a of afternoon. You're one guy in a room full of single women, and you're <laughs> acting like it was a major struggle. I'm like trying to figure this out. Wow. So we got two experts on the line today. They're married, Tammy and Jay Daughtry. They've got this ministry, co-parentinginternational.com. 
ModernFamilyDynamics.com, and they've written this book. That's right. It's called Co-Parenting Works, and they are willing to give away a copy of this book today. So call our listener line at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. You'll hear my voice, and I'll give you a few instructions there. And I uh, can't wait to get this in the hands of one of our listeners. And Jim, you know, I think that the really important thing for me as we have this conversation on I Work For Him is just realizing that um, the reality is that there are divorced families in this country and in this world and that we need to be able to provide them with tools to do it well for the next generation. And um, that's what I'm excited about getting into the meet when we start to talk about that. And these divorced families face unique challenges mm -hmm. that first-time married families do not. Yeah. Uh, and and the mm -hmm. body of Christ needs to adjust their thinking to understand that the challenges of raising kids in a blended family are significantly different than raising kids within a first-time married married uh, couples that Organic they both, or they're, they're both in, or they're both yeah. responsible for the kids that they're raising. Yep. All right. So Tammy and Jay Daughtry, welcome back to I Work for Him. Thank you. Thank We're you. Excited to be here. Okay. All right. Yep. So we have we always let people know on Sunday what shows are going to be playing for the week, uh, who we're going to be interviewing, that kind of thing. And a, a, a listener sent in an anonymous question. Mm -hmm. They say, I have a friend at work who's going through divorce. She has three kids, and the divorce is brutal. There's a shocker right there. Okay, that was Jim comp uh, you know, commentating there. As a Jesus follower <laughs> living out my faith at work, I really don't know what to do. What's the best way to help this mom? Sure. Well, I've got a couple quick ideas. So... Um, I could talk for an hour on how to help a mom or a dad, but mm -hmm. a couple things. Um, and a lot of times people don't know what to do, like this anonymous listener. Um, and so the first thing is don't do nothing, you know, because sometimes they do nothing because they don't want to say the wrong thing. And I can tell you, having been through a divorce myself, when people pull back in silence, what it communicates is nobody cares, right? Oh. Because then you feel like you're being quietly judged because silence just feels so lonely. So I would say, um, you know, ask the friend to lunch. Um, try to, you know, look into your budget. Can you take this person to lunch, even, you know, pay for their lunch once a week or every other week, and, and, and say up front, hey, I know you're going through a lot right now, and I, I don't want to be nosy. We don't have to even talk about that. I just want to spend some time with you if you'd like to go to lunch. And if they decline, you know, they may feel like, no, they have too many things to do on their lunch break. Then just say, hey, here's here's an extra twenty five dollars. Take yourself to Panera for lunch. Like go out and, and have some alone time. Uh, maybe anonymously write them a note and just say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your children. Put a hundred dollar bill in there and say, take your kids out to the movies this weekend. Um, think ahead to when. You I don't know if a hundred bucks is enough though, Tammy. That's that covers <laughs> that's the true. popcorn. Oh, that's true. That's, but they yeah. can well, select. It might not cover popcorn. They but, can rent a movie. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's here's one of the biggest things I can tell you. The first year is the hardest year. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say honestly, everything is hard the first year. I mean, it's hard for a long time. But sure. the, one of the hardest things they're gonna struggle with are the holidays, and so um, coming into um, the fall, you know, the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, whatever the rotation of sharing holidays, yeah. if, if they know this person well enough to say, hey, you know, 
um, you know, where are your kids going to be this Thanksgiving? Where are they going to be at Christmas? And if they if they could reach out and say, hey, do you have somewhere you're spending Thanksgiving? Because sometimes they have their own family. They can travel to Georgia or to California and be with the people that they know best. Well, sometimes a, a new single parent doesn't have the funds to travel. And I can tell you the, the saddest days are to be in an empty house the first time when mm. your children are away. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. So consider opening your home. Right. And and just calling them in with your own family because those are hard hard times. Right. And most of all, just let them know you care and that it's not it's not um, something that they have to be ashamed of or to be afraid to talk to you about. The other thing is to point them towards divorce care. It's a wonderful mm. resource. It's small it groups that are held at churches all around the country. Help them find a church that embraces single parents. So divorce care is a wonderful opportunity for people. They can Google that and find it in their local churches and get connected. And I love the tip, don't do nothing. So I hope our listener and all of our listeners who are listening in remember that because um, we do fear and then we tend to do nothing. And that communicates more than we could ever imagine. So those are some good thoughts, Jim, for the the listener. Jay, talk to us about your family dynamic. Now, you don't have an ex-spouse to deal with the raising of your three children, but you are living with Tammy's child and her Mm -hmm. ex-spouse. So talk about your family dynamic and and where this whole co-parenting works book came from. Well, um, that really came out of Tammy's life experience. Uh, she and John have been uh, co-parenting Angelia for 17 of her 19 years. And along the way, as Tammy mentioned, you know, she knew what not to do. And so she went before the Lord and really pleaded, help us figure out what to do. And along the way, um, through trial and error, really, she and John kind of figured out how this thing is supposed to work. You know, how can we communicate and maintain a parental posture? despite all of the personal pain that we've experienced with each other, right? So that that was something that was kind of in play already when I came into the picture, because John remarried about three years after the divorce, and then Tammy and I remarried, and so that's when Angelia's nine, you know. So Angelia got a stepmom when she was five-ish, and then she's nine years old when she gets a new stepdad. And so, thankfully, they had already laid a pretty good groundwork for how we do this parenting thing. And uh, I was glad for that, but it's also a really daunting task to, you know, here I am, a father with three kids, uh, two of them daughters, and here's this beautiful young lady that I want to pour myself into, because that's what I do. I'm a loving dad who has two daughters already, and I'm like, you know, this is this is looking back, because my daughters are older than her, and so... I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, I remember when my daughter was nine and, and how wonderful and magical the world was and, and what a big hero, you know, I was in their eyes and hopefully still am today. But, you know, that's it's a wonderful age. And so for me, you know, there was this very interesting process of figuring out what really is my role at this point? Because she has a dad who, for whatever reasons, you know, it, it did not work out with her and Tammy and you know, there's plenty of those, but we don't go into those details as well on them. What we know now is he's a good dad, and he loves her, and he's well-invested in his daughter's life. 
And so, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, how do I fit in? And where do I fit in? And how do I walk this very thin line of respecting him, loving her, giving enough of myself to her that she doesn't feel like she's being pushed out, uh, but not feeling like I'm being overbearing and, and, and getting in the way of, of her relationship with her father and things like that. So it was, it was a very odd place to be. Um, but, uh, it, it certainly was, um, a blessing that Tammy and John had figured out how to at least communicate well Mm. and support, uh, her and give her the opportunity not to be caught up in the typical all American divorce, you know, contention and fighting and, and all the struggle and putting her in the middle. Uh, but they, they learned early on and they did it very well and very intentionally. It has to be intentional. Yeah. So this life story has become this book, Co-Parenting Works. And um, listeners, you can call into our listener line at 866-713-9675. Tammy, I have a question that regard regarding this book, because this is a this is blowing my mind as a whole thought I had never had before we met you guys is the thought that through the tragedy of divorce, there are still two people that want their child to be parented well. And so this is something a lot of, you know, like you said, you didn't find resources on it. So tell our listeners why they would call in and, um, you know, read your book. Because if in the midst of going through the divorce, um, are they ready to, are they willing to learn something about parenting with their kids? So what does that look like in the next minute or so? Sure. Well, here's the thing. Even one, no matter what the other parent is thinking or doing or how, how they're behaving, what I tell every single parent is you're writing the story your children will carry forever about you. No matter what, what happened with the divorce, no matter why you're divorced and divided, that is a pain point, yes. But how you then parent your child and your attitude about co-parenting is the storyline that they'll carry forever. Will you be the parent who loved them well? Will you be the parent that gave them the freedom to enjoy the other parent? Or will you be the parent that stayed angry and mad forever? Mm-hmm. And this book will help parents recognize that they have the power to be an amazing co-parent no matter what the other parent does or doesn't do. Okay. And if both co-parents would grab a copy or download a video, or if they go to our website, there are some free downloads on there. Uh, the Modern Family Dynamics has several PDFs they can download. The co-parenting site has a few things. We're actually revamping that, so in about a week, it'll have a ton of free downloads. Right. But right. Um, if, if they both got on the same page, they would ta- have some incredible tools <laughs> that they both could use. But even one parent right. getting okay. the mindset of a healthy co-parent, it'll, it'll change their child's whole life. And so... My parents, if one of them would have had one good idea, my whole life could have been better. And so each parent has the power to do that. And and I do believe it it will change their child's story forever and give their Mm -hmm. child, honestly, the chance to have a lifelong, awesome marriage in their future. And we're so grateful. We're so 
We're so grateful, Jay and Tammy Daughtry, for you guys sharing your story and for sharing your book, Co-Parenting Works. Call the listener line. Get a copy, 866-713-9675. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're having a really fast-moving conversation today with Jay and Tammy Daughtry. Check them out online, coparentinginternational.com, coparentinginternational.com, modernfamilydynamics.com. Really want to make sure you guys understand as you tune in today to I Work For Him why we're talking about co-parenting. Every day we go to work, we work alongside people who are co-parenting. They are parenting a child or children with a spouse that is no longer their spouse, with an ex-spouse, with somebody they used to be married to or maybe not married to, or they, but they, they, they made this child together, but they're no longer working together in the same home to raise this child. So we've got Jay and Tammy Daughtry here, and they, they've got a ministry called CoParentingInternational.com. Love for you to check it out, especially if you'd like some great advice. We've also got this great book that we're giving away today, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. You know, Jim, I just have an idea for our listeners as they're hearing about this resource and hearing about the websites, which we're going to talk more about the resources that are on the websites, but make sure people are going to CoParentingInternational.com or modernfamilydynamics.com for videos, PDFs, more resources around this topic. But why I was just thinking, you know, what a great thing to have in the tool belt if you are, if you work at a school, if you um, have a small group ministry. I mean, there's so HR many director things. In HR director in a business. Actually, oh, you stole that one from no, me. No, you stop. You said <laughs> no, I was thinking A manager that. of a business, an because, owner of a business, a CEO. Because how wonderful would this be to say, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I can't necessarily help you with this, but here is a resource to help you. Let's say you're a retiree on a street and you've got families on the street. <laughs> How about that would be another one. I mean, there's, there, are people, there are people all around you every day that are co-parenting. Let me just ask you guys yeah. this. And, and Jay, I'm going to ask you first, but that's dangerous. I'm going to give you both 30 seconds to answer this question. Was Woo, putting seconds. together 30 seconds, that's it. That's it. Get ready. This blended ready. family thing. This blended family, I doubt it. This blended family thing. Jay, was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no <laughs> question about that. Um, you know, and, and I think this is a really important point. One of my most significant points I want to make in these 30 seconds. Do not think that the blended or remarried family is the same as your first intact two-bio parent home. It is different. They're different animals. They're different experiences. And the dynamics are extremely unique. And if you do not face that and want to deal with it, it will come out at you. As I said, we go around, you know, we walk into the situation thinking it's going to be the same as the other thing. Okay. Your time is up. And then we wait. Your time is up, sir. Jay, your time. Jay, your time is up. When, when I start talking, you're done. Tammy, 30, 30 seconds, seconds over. Was blended, is this blended family thing tougher? Jay used 90 seconds of your time already. Oh, yes, it was harder than we thought. And even being a therapist, it was harder than I thought. And mm. here's what Mr. Wonderful, that's actually what I call Jay. He is Mr. Wonderful. And 10 years in, I'll tell you, he's the smartest man I know. But the thing that we struggled with was making parenting decisions for four kids, his three, my one. Behind closed doors, we did the best we knew how to do, but we still struggled with making proactive and reactive parenting decisions. 
Because like he was just saying, when they're his kids, my daughter, it's just the, the thing that we, we talk about in our, our um, blended family seminars and, and even, you know, blended family retreats we do for couples, it's competing attachments. They show up in all kinds of ways between us, between the kids. When they're not all your biological children, competing attachments become very, very detrimental to the couple, to the kids, and they can be, oh, so painful. So that's something that we would, we love helping couples figure this out. And actually we do that by, you know, here in Nashville where we're very, People come in and we work with them, but we can do that online. People can reach out to us on those websites, and we can do sessions with people and dig into that. Like before they get married or if they're already in a blended family marriage, we'd love to help them figure this stuff out. Well, and let's talk about that. And by the way, Jay, she used 90 seconds too. Um, Okay, so let's talk about this. You guys are doing coaching. You're doing seminars. You've got resources on your websites, coparentinginternational.com, coparentinginternational.com, modernfamilydynamics.com. We're talking with Jay and Tammy Daughtry about co-parenting. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so important for the body of Christ to understand. This is tough stuff. Divorce is tough. It's brutal. Blended family living is tough. For some, it's brutal. Co-parenting is really complicated. As Jay said, hey, I knew how to raise three kids, and then I added another one, but she wasn't my kid, but I loved her. So how do I do this whole thing? All right, so you guys mentioned you do seminars, you do coaching. Talk to us about how people get in touch with you and, and get engaged in those seminars, or, or whether it's online or in person. Sure. Well, honestly, they can they could literally email me at Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at Modern Family Dynamics, and I can let them know all the variety of things we do. We can come to you and do anything from a two-hour to a two-day workshop. We can do it for pastors and leaders. Um, in a training format, we can do them online, mm. lots of different ways that we work with individuals and we work with the masses. We, um, and we've actually got a whole uh, training curriculum called One Heart, Two Homes. It's a digital curriculum, and we've got 31 other guests on there, including Ron Deal and John Trent and a lot of folks um, that, uh, you know, that everyday folks and our pastors, pastor friends would recognize. So we've got digital resources, but Jay and I love to travel and teach in, in person, but I know, um, you know, there's a, a couple of national conferences even that we, we do virtual training for, so in person or, or through you the know, Zoom. And one we, of the beautiful things about people. you guys is the fact that you are, you're practicing this on a daily basis, and so you're coming from an expert position, not only in your own lives, but you've also studied and done the resources, so I just want to put that behind it when our listeners um, are hearing about co-parenting works. All right, so, so okay, Thank so you. let's see. Let's see how co-parenting really works. How are your kids doing today? How many of them are in prison? <laughs> <laughs> None of them are in prison, thank Good. goodness. So how are and, the kids and I will say, I will say this because I can say it faster and with less emotion. Uh, <laughs> our youngest daughter, Angelia, uh, went off to college last fall as a freshman. And about six weeks in, they had a big dorm meeting in our girls' dorm there, and about uh, 30 or 40 other young ladies, and there was kind of a get-to-know-you time. And as they started around the room, girl after girl would say, well, my name's such-and-such, and I came from a broken family. My parents are divorced. And that was the one thing that they seemed to all be starting with. 
And later that night, Angelia called and was telling us about that. And she said, you know, Mom, I never thought of myself as being from a divorced family. She said, I couldn't say I had a broken life because I don't have a broken life. She says, I just tell them I have four parents who love me and I have six siblings and, and four different pets and I'm loved by everybody and I feel good and my life is whole. And that's an amazing testimony to what wow. God has done through Tammy and John and myself and, and Angelia's stepmom that she doesn't even think of herself as coming from a divorced home. A complicated family, yes. <laughs> but there's no pain and there's no brokenness. Mm. <laughs> but that and that also goes to the point of the fact that this is so needed because if almost all of those other girls in that circle that was what they yeah. were leading with, boy, it just yeah. keep going, keep doing this, keep on making these yeah. resources available and we want our listeners to know about Co-parentinginternational.com, it. Coparentinginternational.com, modernfamilydynamics.com. Tammy, you get the last word. And believe me, you have a minute left. There okay. Are lots and the, of other people... kids are, the other kids are great. Um, we have two daughters that are married. We have uh, our son is 22, and we have three beautiful grandchildren. And awesome. um, God is just blessing our 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 little world. And that's fantastic. Oh, I couldn't. Right. And in step family math, you get the number of years times the number of kids you blended. So in November, we will have. Ten years, four kids blended, so we're coming up on our 40th, and I couldn't thank God more for the, the <laughs> okay. opportunity you to man. love and, and give him glory. Okay, there are lots of people that go to churches that are listening to this show today. They go to church on Sunday, a Four Walls Church, and they want to know, how can they bring this message to church? What's the best way, 30 seconds or less, that they can bring this message to their church? Get their pastor onto our website to look at some of the things that we have, read some of the resources that we provide. And uh, we have a four-minute promo video on the One Heart, Two Homes curriculum that can be used as a small life group or small group curriculum. Uh, so just introduce them to it. Mm. Oh, I love that. Everything can be found on coparentinginternational.com and modernfamilydynamics.com coparentinginternational.com modernfamilydynamics.com Jay and Tammy Daughtry thank you for sharing your story, sharing your family sharing your emotions and sharing your mm -hmm. legacy with I Work For Him today. Thank you guys mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We love you guys Thank you Absolutely, you thank do. you That thank was so you. fantastic. Check these guys out online. Well actually call in for their book today 866-713-9675 866-713-WORK Get a copy of Co-Parenting Works 866-713-9675. You've been listening to High Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.